but I was so drunk one time the cops drove me home, which happened oh. happened a lot to me, and that's privileged. But he they he drove me home, and then my parents were like, "Why are you drunk all the time?" And I was like, "I'm." I think or something like that. <laughs> it's where Sorry. we all start. So and you're a liar. It's kind of where we all start and where we all end, I think. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, but yeah, there's something about being like... Great circle of life. Exactly. Like keeping your options open. Mm-hmm. And, which is funny because I do feel like I might be headed back there. But and then, I don't know. Who cares? And then, so I thought that would get me out of being in trouble and it actually didn't. You Kevin Spacey'd it? I, yeah. You totally Kevin Spacey'd it? <laughs> no, I know. I was you like actually, this. you originated the language of that? That's so like, funny. If you're going to get in trouble, just shout that you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you might get off with a warning. Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you into ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of bagels wait did you say we were a part of hockey i wasn't me neither welcome to the club boys grab a bagel what do boys eat okay what's up Con? hi nico how are you i'm good wait you go first for boys clubs okay yeah. so this is one i saw when i was picking up the kids from school the other day i went walked by this van that was like for a meal prep, like a HelloFresh style meal prep kit yes. that said, eat clean, bro. I'm, and the driver was like this jacked dude. This hot man. No. Cross, like like jacked in like guy. a grind set mindset. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Andrew Tate kind of guy. Zach Senior. Not Zach Senior. But when he was on, we talked about set mindset. About, yeah. So have you been listening? If you're listening in sequence, boys. That's a callback. Um, I'm confident that I've Googled these, these people. So I looked into it and the website, the UX is horrible. It like looks like Straight men made it. You buy it by meal. It's like twelve dollars a meal, and it's chicken with. And broccoli. it's just chicken and rice. It's like the worst, the most like broy thing. And it just, I was like, this is so embarrassing for men that we have to be marketed in this way. Well, I'm embarrassed for us. Oh, I hear what you're saying. You know so what I you're mean? saying? Like, I was like, no, it's amazing that they like, like, it's okay that they can't cook and they've like taken other options. But you're <laughs> you're taking issue with it. Eat clean, bro. I'm taking issue with the fact that it has to be like masculinized. Yeah, no, it's I agree. Like, with it's that. just a food service. Like, eat whatever. Well, no, I do agree with that. I think that about. In college, I had a candle that was like, um, it was like gentleman smells, and it would be like, this smells like Ivy League. Wait, have and you seen those candles? They have them at, um, oh, what's that place called? Uh, Friends? Esau. Oh, Friends NYC. Yes. Not boy smells. Yes, boy smells. Okay, but that's kind of, I think, like tongue in cheek, because those are really femme. I was going to say, when I smelled them, I was like, what is this? They are, my favorite candle in the world is boy smells. Yeah? Yeah, it's More than called- Trader Joe's? Yes, but okay. it's $36, and my dad got it for me for Christmas, oh, and it's called down a bit for you. No. Cameo. I think it has jasmine in it, which Sam Schaefer told me I like, because <laughs> the fragrances that I all wear have jasmine okay. in them, and I think he's probably right. They do have jasmine. I would not be able to smell something and know what's in it. Nope. That's why we have Sam Schaefer. That is also, that's Schaefer. why they have the notes listed out for you. Oh, okay. So okay. I need to go Google. Well, because I, I did this thing where I was wearing... Phoebe Bridgers and Paul Mescal's fragrances because I wanted to smell like their sheets. And to kind of just... (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to smell like their sheets. And if I ran into either of them, I wanted them to be like... (sighs) Nostalgic for a time. Yeah. Which is also kind of me because it's like, ruin your day. I smell like your ex. But like, (laughs) I... But he says both of those fragrances had jasmine in them. Okay. When we were in the... um, I felt so out of place the other day. The other day we were walking around... And we were at, went into the what? It, what was that place called? It was like a fragrance store. No, it was called something candle store. I don't know. Did, could, I felt like you were watching me in my element, though. I was because <laughs> you always go in there and you know how to talk to these women. I'm just like, ah. 
They're like, this is my favorite rose fragrance. And they're like, that's because it has a little bit of musk. Yeah, and you like, and the woman working there just like went off and I was like, yeah. I can't continue. And I was like, does she know that we're not going to buy so pure. But it was also so small of a store and there was nobody else in there. So me doing a lap was also me just being awkwardly like around. <laughs> yeah. We had time to kill in Cobble Hill, which is a strange place to kill time. So my boys club is the Eat Clean Bro. Eat Clean Bro. And I just, I feel embarrassed on behalf of men that we have to be advertised to like well, I that. think what you're really commenting on is also just like guy liner and like. I didn't even know that was a thing. Manny. Like you can be a nanny and a guy. Yes. That's actually a good career. Like just fucking yeah, like just we don't do the need thing. To, yeah. Just be comfortable with yourself for Christ's sake. Anyway. Yeah, um but mine is it's related to Mardi Gras and also Ash Wednesday. Okay, so I have two and they're really fast. One is um okay, in fifth grade before we had like a, this French teacher, Madame Zinzer, who had she had like a soft voice, so she would carry around an amp on wheels and no. had a microphone attached to it. And this is seriously, this is before we got rid of French class because they were like, everyone's learning Spanish. We're not gonna have this program <laughs> anymore. But before all boys Catholic school, they were like, no. Yes, and it was like the end of her life, and they like took away her one thing, which was teaching us French. And so then she had to learn Spanish and then teach us it. But for Mardi Gras, we would always have this like king cake. And then if you uh-huh. got if you ate the baby, like if you found the baby in your cake, <laughs> then you got to pick someone of the opposite gender and. Um, you would get crowns at the all boys school. No, the, well, my through until eighth grade there were, oh, there okay, were girls okay, there okay. too. This was in middle school. It was co-ed, um, and then so like I don't know what the boys club is. I think it's um, king cakes and gimmicks with snacks. Well, we are also going to Mardi Gras, and, and so Mar- and it's sort of tied back club. to Mardi Gras. And then the boys club is also just like people learning dead languages. Is that possible? Sure. So then and then but it, tied to that also is um, Ash Wednesday. And like, where did you have Ash Wednesday when you were a child? Oh yeah, where the priest I loved, touches your forehead. I loved to go to school with the ashes on my forehead. And feel yes, a little bit. Yes, and be like, yeah, I have history. <laughs> I like did something today. Yeah, I got up early and went to mass. I know. Yeah, I have burnt leaves on my face. <laughs> so what are you doing? And it would be the priest in his cold hand, and he would just like do it. And then sometimes it, it would never be, across, like... just a big old smudge. <laughs> no, just like, They're just no. really phoning it in after just like the first on one. But my... This is my last thing I'll say before we bring our guest in. But we're we're going to Mardi Gras. And uh, we've been getting ready for this event. So we might be in a fight next time you hear from us. Why? I don't know. Anytime, anytime you're like... <laughs> Anything a, can happen in Any like new thing for a relationship or like a friendship or really anyone in your life is like, who's this going to be? You know? Okay. I, I hadn't been thinking about that. But you've never seen me on a plane. You've it. never seen me in the South. You've never I... seen me in, in tux tails. Yeah. We're, we have to, So for the boys at home, we're going to this Mardi Gras ball with Sam Schaefer, former guest of the pod. And uh-huh. we have to wear tuxes with tails. And the women have to wear like formal gowns. And... Issa has been frustrated with the fact that they, the girls have been spending the last three, four months finding gowns that are appropriate for this thing. And we just had to get our measurements sent down to New Orleans where we're going to go pick up our tuxes. It's like been the easiest. I mean, as always is the case. It's so much easier for me in this world. Well, the chaos is that the girls are all getting their nails done and I'm getting my nails taken off to go. (laughs) We're all sacrificing parts of ourselves for this and that's life. That is life. True. It's okay. I I am interested to see what happens when this gay group of people shows up at this Mardi Gras ball, but we'll report back. Um, You ready to bring our guest in? Yes. Okay. Boys, our guest this week is an incredible stand-up comedian, writer, actress, uh, model even. She is a dear friend of the pod, and we're so happy to have her. Please welcome Mary Beth Barone. Hi. Oh, my God. What an intro. Thank, Thank you, you for calling me a model. That's that's huge. Well, I feel like you do a lot of st- 
stuff like I don't know. You I definitely nice take pictures. a lot of pictures of myself. And so if that's what if I, that's the qualifier, then yes. I think so. That's modeling today. That's modeling. So. That's yeah. modern day modeling. Yeah. Um, and it was great to hear. Okay, so I'm getting a sense of the vibe of like what the boys' clubs are. Yeah. So eat but, clean, bro. Yeah. They can like, be the vibe though. is dumb. It's actually whatever we want to talk about. You had about ten different <laughs> in yours. Dead languages. That's a little indulgent. <laughs> but I did want to say that there is a men's makeup store in London called War Paint. Oh Christ! And that's how they market to men because if you just called it makeup, then they that they wouldn't be able to do that. It's they can't ridiculous. really participate. Yeah. So that's one thing I wanted to mention. So if you're in London and you're a, a man out. who's interested in some makeup, <laughs> go to War Paint. And then I also wanted to say the teacher who was carting around a microphone. <laughs> I've done stand-up shows that are just that, <laughs> essentially. And That's sometimes so I'm like, I think it would just be better if we unplug the mic. Like I get holding it is yeah. like helpful for you know the whole overall vibe, but the the speaker at times I don't know if you have felt this actually hinders my performance. <laughs> yeah, when it is so like such like a it's very cloudy the yeah. noise and it's like yeah. not actually projecting anything. And if you walk in front of the speaker, it like it gives it feedback. So it's just out. like I think we need to just like abolish those. Yeah, if your amp is on wheels. Set it, put it away. If you're a <laughs> teacher, I totally get that. And I think that's actually like sick that she did that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to know more about her. It's carted around an amp with her. Right yeah, now. that's like so owning your power. <laughs> like, I'm going to do this and you can't stop me. Yeah. Except for the boy who unplugged it. Do you remember in school? I don't know if your school situation was like this where there was an elevator, but you had to have a key to it. She was someone with an elevator key. Mm. Like, so you either had to have a broken leg or. Oh, that, I forgot. Yeah, or that a, was such a an thing. An amp like, on wheels. If, yeah. <laughs> if you had like crutches, you were allowed to go in the elevator, but absolutely not otherwise. Yeah, and you got one I friend guess to carry we your had books. one, but I can't remember that. Yes. We definitely, I used the teacher's bathroom a lot though at my school. Did you have a situation? I just, there was one right next to my like quote unquote journalism class. And so, <laughs> and that was like second period. So, I, or first, I don't remember, but I would just go in there. There was only two stalls. The odds you were going to see a teacher during class also is like virtually really zero well. yeah. because they're teaching. Yeah. So it was kind of like amazing. I know. My little life hack. Wait, did you go to public school? I went to public high school. So I was a Catholic school gal from like pre-K to eighth grade. And then in high school, I was thrust into gen pop. So you you uh, did Ash Wednesday. I did do Ash Wednesday. I participated. Uh, I no longer do. Yeah. But I think it's great to see those traditions hanging on for dear life. Yeah. We went to, we just like, we're walking around Cobble Hill and we were like, oh, why don't we go in this church? And then we sat in the back of this Catholic mass for like five minutes. And just, Oh, it was an ongoing mass. It wasn't a mass, actually. It was just, there were like four people in there and one person was leading the rosary and the rest were like doing call, kind of a call and response and we were laughing so hard because we couldn't figure out who was leading it and then there was like this construction going on. it was it was chaos but it really brought me back catholic churches yeah. i will say architecture wise nobody compares yeah but ethics wise we have some work to do <laughs> yeah you called that out you said the ceiling's a little flat for a catholic okay church. so yeah it's the ceiling was flat and i was like this was not always a catholic church not, you should report them yeah, straight to the Pope with that one <laughs> or the bishop, he, he whoever needs, you have to reach out to. He needs to know. That's priority number one, I think, for them. Um, wait, what was I going to say about the girl with the... Wait, uh, I can't remember. Something about the girl with the wheels, but... If you think of it, just I'll shout it out. <laughs> shout it out later. Um, what was your other boys club? Mardi Gras. Have you ever been to Mardi Gras? I've never been to Mardi Gras, but I have been to New Orleans when it was like a party going on. I went for a football game like national qualifier or something i don't know i was dating a 
a straight guy at the time and uh it was i i have to say i don't think i experienced like all of new orleans but being on what's that main road bourbon street bourbon street was not my vibe yeah there was a lot going on and i wasn't like i didn't i wasn't in the mood to like engage just like you know peeing in the street drinking in the street vomiting in the street which i'm not saying that's a reflection of new orleans as a whole but that to me is like i don't know if i would like mardi gras at my my big age your big age of i'm 31 so 31 yeah um i I don't think that we're gonna be on Bourbon Street. I have the sense from what Sam has told us that I think we're I think we're doing like fancy Mardi Gras, which is making me nervous. That could be fun. Just don't let them like harvest your organs or anything, because <laughs> that sounds to me like a masquerade where they're gonna like yeah. blindfold you and then you're gonna wake up three days later, like <laughs> like in an alley with like scars. It's the start to like a, a a queer horror film where a group of queers go down to New Orleans and get harvested. Except you you actually like fight back. Yeah. And then did you did you watch um The Hunt? Have you seen The Hunt? Uh, no. It's this insane insane horror film that really like politically is unclear what the message is, but it's <laughs> it's about all these like uber woke liberals essentially kidnapping a bunch of like uber republicans and like hunting them for sport. And again, I wasn't really sure what yeah. the message was, but I feel like everybody. there's something here is what I'm saying. Yeah. Where like you write a movie where you all go down there, you're like invited under false pretenses and then you end up killing them all. Yeah. That's kind of like, and what's that? They slash them movie where they were like at the conversion camp and then yes. they fought back. With I Kevin Bacon. That, that Kevin Bacon Kevin was like Bacon on the pastor for and it was like, what is he involved in this for? Yeah. It's so hard to know with those movies because obviously the queer community will celebrate them like in some ways, but then I'm like, is it actually good? I never saw that one. I intend I to watch it, but I couldn't tell if it was actually good. Yeah, I couldn't either. And I think it was one of those things where they started with the they slash them as a great title for a queer horror film and then just kind of they backed it in. They started with their thesis. Yeah. Thesis first. Thesis first. Support and second. Then support second. Yeah. Which is what we do a lot. Um, but that's how this pod works. Did yeah. you watch Real World New Orleans? The second season, not the first, of course. I my specific. my real world road rules history is very cloudy because this was I was like I was a, just a kid. Yeah. And also we weren't technically allowed to watch MTV. So if I Catholic watched house. it, it would have been at someone else's house or I would have been like breaking the rules. It was extremely chaotic back then. Do you remember like every day at four they would do this thing? I think it was like a college spring break show. It was just really dark. Oh, oh wait, I actually know someone a girl I went to high school with was like went to Tulane or something. I was or, in yes. an episode of Nor- of the Real World. Oh, fascinating! Yeah. That's ringing bells to me. One of the people on that season did die. I don't remember how, oh and God. I don't remember who it was on the so show. No, okay, no, 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 no one's ever died on the show. Um, but after, but that oh. season was so like very us. chaotic. Yeah, we that don't season know. was There's like sure <laughs> could be happening. <laughs> yeah, but that is my only like gauge of New Orleans is real world New Orleans. We're gonna find out. I know. I'm excited. I'm just excited to get pictures of us with. In our tuxes with tails because that's going to be a sight. I know. I already have my caption. It's going to be Swifty. I polish up real nice. And then it's run the teeth. Nice! Because I never did that one. I can't wait. I know. I'm so excited. That's going to be huge. Um, Were your parents strict about what you were allowed to watch growing up? Not... Yeah, it was weird. Like, there were some movies we'd watch as a family where, like, you know, we would, like, fast forward through some scenes and Mm -hmm. stuff. But I think MTV, my mom just felt, was, like, trash. Yeah. And I don't like have any qualms with that, you know. No, I, she's right. Yeah. So there was that show where they would pay people 
like money to do crazy shit on stage like shave their head and then wrap it in butter and then eat it and they'd be like would you do it for 75 I swear to god and they'd be like no I'm not going to do it for 75 they'd be like what about 100 and then she's like okay and there's like these drunk kids that's on like not break. enough money I know that's actually no. not enough $100 for, for like, that honestly for like six figures I would shave my head and then put, eat, eat it, it with butter yeah see I mean the hair yeah the okay. programming is for some people to this day it's, it's not for me but I, I, I for the people that like it I'm glad it's there other than that, HBO, there were some shows that we weren't, like, technically mm-hmm. allowed to watch, I guess. But we also weren't allowed to watch TV during the week. So Monday, oh, wow. Monday to Thursday, no TV. Wow. And you're the baby, so you were probably even getting, like, more lax rules. And, it, and they were not that, yeah. even That rule, though, really held up. I will say I was allowed to watch The OC, though. Okay. On the weekdays, because it was important to me that I didn't have to watch that on a delay. So. <laughs> yeah because i my my little brother is a senior in high school and he has a tv in his room which oh was never allowed when i was around so well, i had a tv in my room but i had like i did, like didn't sleep as a child so sometimes i would put vhs's on and fall asleep to that but that was really more for my parents sake i think yeah yeah so shut her up yeah I was, like, not allowed to watch, like, Seventh Heaven, which I think is fascinating. Do you know Seventh Heaven? It was very... It was, like, adult themes. Seventh Heaven was, like, adult (laughs) themes. And I get that, actually. And you know what? Looking back, I don't want to misrepresent what the drama was coming out of that show, but something was... Something was sinister going on. Yeah. It was like but, a weird culty religious show that happened to be on after Gilmore Girls in the middle of the day on Freeform ABC Family. Oh, totally. Yeah. Remember Fox Family? Remember when it was Fox Family? Is that? Oh, yeah. Originally was Fox Family. Yeah, wait. Yes. And like, S Club 7 was on Fox Family. Wait, what is Seventh Heaven about? Show, the original queer character on television. The original? Joe, yeah. Of course. Um, Seventh Heaven is like a family where, with Jessica Biel as okay. one of the daughters. And Beverly Mitchell, who was in that that um that the decom where she was a track star like a nascar star i actually don't remember that but i I believe that that's true she was anyway it was about a family and i think the dad was like a pastor yeah or reverend but not catholic and then one of them married yeah like presbyterian but like virtuous you know what i mean Mm. one of them married no gay people which is crazy because there was like a lot of conflict but like one of them did marry a jewish girl and it was like a whole thing okay and didn't one the boy get one someone pregnant there was like teen pregnancy theme he had his frosted tips teen pregnancy was a a big thing it was a drama family drama you could say yeah. So I wasn't allowed to watch that, but then my younger brother was allowed to watch like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then would walk around drop kicking people at four. And now, <laughs> but times gay. change. Times really do change. And yeah. Now you're all gay. So. I know. Like, all of you. How nurture many? Nature. There's three of us. We're all gay. That's so cool. All yeah, thank cis you. That is fucking gay men. So yeah. cool. The way you said all cis gay men was like no, because I'm throw like, it a white, throw it a white. Uh, <laughs> all white. Okay. Cis gay None men. of you were adopted, so it's implied. Um, yeah. But the. Uh, uh, I, I only say that because it's like the same Yeah, like we're not even queer. Like the queerest one is me and it's like um, you know, is he? And that's like, just because you live in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I don't know. Life is weird. I don't like text that much. I told you this, but like, who knows? Who knows? Hey, okay, so you're still right. on your journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's cool. That three gay sons. That's that's a sleigh from your parents. Yeah, they did, and do they you, are, as you say, the straightest people in America. Yeah, they they really are. Um, do you have any queer siblings? I'm the queer one. Good for you. Me too. Yeah. One of four. One of six. Oh my god. Yeah, three girls, three boys. Wow. The Brady Bunch. But I have a gay uncle, and he is a very prominent figure in the family. He was at the first Pride March. Really? Ever? Yeah. Wow, that's in the awesome. Seventies. Did he live in New York in the seventies? Mm-hmm. Wait, that's, that's very so cool. cool. Yeah, it's very cool. He's got lots of stories. He speaks seven languages. Damn. He probably would carry around an amp and a mic if he could. Not that. <laughs> 
we have no trouble hearing him but <laughs> i think he would like do that if he was given the option yeah do you like the village i actually don't know i think he's always been um up sort of upper west because mm. that's where Classy. we have like they he like lived with my grandma so he like kept the apartment yeah and it's like a really cute place he is he is very well decorated it's like it's, friends you know it, it is like friends and i wish that i had the apartment next door yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I'm also the only gay one in my family. For now. We'll For see now. How, we'll see how they how do. How old are your siblings? Uh, they are 21, 19, and 18. Okay. So, so we there's got time, still time. But they I didn't feel even know. Straight. I mean, I sort of knew, but like I didn't know until I was 28. So it's like it can happen anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can happen anytime. It really can. So don't count them out. Don't give up on them yet. I know. Don't I, cut them out of your life yet. I know. I want, I want for it to happen, but every time I see them, I'm like, you guys are extremely straight. Yeah. Your oh, well. family is really, really straight. Yeah. They're straight in like a sporty Capri Sun, Clementine Slice kind of way, you know? Yeah. Like sporty straight, yeah. Athletes. Mm. Yeah. I'm really the only athlete though. Well, that was an athlete. I, and I mean, I guess they all are, but. I think with Soph, I was confusing them. Soph to me is field hockey in seventh grade. Field hockey? Do you know what I mean? Like, Soph kinda, like, did gymnastics and cheer. Soph did, okay. Soph did like competitive cheer. She works for Jimmy Choo now. She's a girl boss. She's 5'7". She towers over me. Yeah. I love that 5'7 is like tall because I'm 5'7". It is tall for, for a 5'5 five, five guy here. Uh, also, I should I should mention there is another LGBTQ member of my family. My niece is trans. Right. That's so right. that's been great. That's awesome. Next generation. I have know. a gay cousin. I have a gay cousin. Isn't that nice? So I think it comes from my dad's side because we're both on my dad's side. I think that's where that comes from. What about you? I'm just picturing all my cousins being like, I got some gay cousins. <laughs> <Somewhere> <laughs> they are definitely using that like for clout. I got three gay cousins all in the same family. Got a lot of gay cousins. They're like, you will not believe this thing about my cousins. They're all three I know. so gay. And my cousin, my one cousin did just have a child. And I got the child two books, which is crazy. It's like a baby. Like babies can't read. But one of the books is called like Johnny Does Ballet. And it's just like Johnny. It's just like this boy going to show and tell and like doing ballet. And I was like, I didn't mean to be subversive. I just thought this was a sweet book and I just don't know how to be normal. You know? <laughs> but that's good. I wish that there were books like that for us. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. I ha- It was like everybody not. poops. Yeah. I know. Like that's what you really had to drive home. It's like normalized <laughs> pooping. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've like done that for like all of, all of sort of history. Yeah. Did yeah. you have like the going to bed book? I don't remember that. I was like jolly. I loved the jolly postman and I loved Francis. The little was like squirrel. a little raccoon yeah, sort of situation, or like a badger. Yeah. She was always getting into stuff. <laughs> and she like she would like sneak down and see her parents watching TV. Oh yeah, and I obviously used to do that too. And there was like jam and bread for Francis. It was just like a whole book about that, a yeah. whole story about it. She was sassy. I think I learned a lot from Francis, and also I was just talking about this recently. Princess and the Pea, like that mm. story taught me to complain. Like yeah. if you complain, you can actually just like get everything that you want. Yeah, she was a woman asking that's for what she needed. Messaging, yeah, but it worked out. I guess sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we should we start asking our questions? What's a boys club that you are not in? I was trying to think about this. A boys, there's so many that I'm not in, but I guess a boys club. Wait, how did I not think of this one? I definitely have one for one that I'm in and one that I want. Mm-hmm. But I guess like a boys club that I'm not in is just like like the Proud Boys. I don't know. <laughs> like that's... That is by definition a boys club. And yeah. thank you for coming out on this podcast to, to say officially say. I just wanted to clear the air <laughs> and thank say God. that I never want to be a part of it. And I can't believe it exists, really. Yeah. 
I feel like so much of your your like work is about calling out boys clubs. I feel like you are very much in conversation with what we do here at the pod. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I try my best to like I think for me when it you know, there's obviously like a line, like I wouldn't reach across the aisle to the Proud Boys, for example. But um <laughs> when it comes to, you know, fuck boy culture, I try to really mend those fences as opposed to being like if you can't beat them join them it's like yeah no, no no if you can't beat them fix them yeah like let's help yeah let's try to make things better but yeah there's some that just can't be helped i don't think there Do are no any any proud boys yeah not I that know i know one of. girl that stormed the Capitol. her name is <laughs> can i no Lizzie. we'll cut it her name's and she's a fine you in college and we run student government association together elon university you did not go to Elon. <laughs> home Wait, of the that's Phoenix, too funny. Home of the bird on fire. Of course, someone I had a like childhood crush on went to Elon, and I like visited and thought I was like cool. Who was it? It was like he's way older than you. Do you remember where you stayed? Oh, I stayed at his house off campus. Ugh, he was but a I didn't hook up with him. He was a sick guy. He was in a frat, yeah, but Linda I don't remember Alpha. something like that. But Elon is such a funny place. Yeah, I was there for four years of my life, which is I'm surprised I, I never went there in all of my time. Yeah, because I went to wait. I applied to both, I think, or maybe I didn't. I don't remember if I ended up applying to Elon, but I definitely I visited know. it and yeah. was like, "Yes, this is this." BC and Wake are very like similar. BC, Wake, and Georgetown are like the same school mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except Wake has Greek life and BC doesn't, and BC I don't doesn't think Greek Georgetown life? does either. No, Jesuit schools don't have any. Oh, I didn't stories. know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, it's huge at Wake. It was like like seventy percent of the student body was in it. It's crazy. Yeah. My brother went to BC, my cousin went to Georgetown, and my other cousin went to Wake. Okay, you guys need to stop. <laughs> and I went to Elon for acting, so I feel like I need to sell everyone that. But, like, but for acting, not mm-hmm. the whole time, just at the very beginning. And then That's I okay. Hey, you don't that. have to apologize to me. I never have, and I never will. <laughs> um, but, so, we're... Oh, <laughs> she was literally so nice and she like voted to have Chick-fil-A kicked off campus because we were like really into that because they were like gay haters at the what time. happened to her then what has changed well she lives in the east village but she did like she got radicalized people. somehow yeah, she got radicalized could damn have been, could have been the problem isn't it crazy that you just could be walking down village and bump, and, and bump into someone who stormed the capital <laughs> yeah. i genuinely can't i mean they i will say everywhere. one thing and this is probably my privilege talking but the storming of the capital i just like refuse to believe actually happened i'm like <laughs> whenever someone like starts talking about it i just like completely dissociate because i'm like that no that's not part of like my like that didn't yeah. happen in my lifetime yeah. i just can't i can't believe it it's so ridiculous the outfits they were wearing are so embarrassing. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck were you thinking? It was kind yeah. of a flash in the pan too, because it was like a, di- it was hours long, and it was just kind of like what, like. And then I someone know. died. The like yeah. it's like a whole a thing, and everyone's like, Trump's gonna get indicted. He's gonna get indicted. I'm like, okay, yeah, call me when that happens. Yeah, or whatever, whatever Eight next steps are. I know. Like, call me when that happens, and then we'll we'll talk. And on that day, I get a text from the guy that I lost my virginity to. Matt, who sells houses in DC now, and he's like your old uh, sweet mate. Yeah, and who loved Lady Gaga, and he was like, "Do you remember?" And I was like, "Oh no, this girl died." And then he's like, "She's stormed the Capitol right now." Look so at her story. Almost. I mean, it was on her story. Yeah. <gasps> no Can't shame. You get, like it. implicated? Isn't there something happening again? I don't I, I don't know, but <sighs> I, don't I know. hope the people who did it are held responsible. Obviously. Yeah. I just think it's a news story to me where I just there's so much going on. There's yeah, yeah. and I can't. I, mean, I agree. Every time the news is like still talking about it, I'm like, can we fucking move on to something important? If there's not gonna be accountability, just like forget it. Yeah, 
I would love for there to be. People are starving. Let's just but, move on. You know, the yeah. climate and everything. This feels like an yeah. appropriate time to say that my older brother does work at the Department of Justice, and I text him a lot. DOJ? Say, yeah, the DOJ. He's the a DOJ gay. gay. I say, what <laughs> are you doing? He's a gay at the DOJ. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. That's a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, I know. And he, I text him a lot, and I'm like, what's going on with this? And he oftentimes doesn't respond, but I think <laughs> not a lot. Because he's busy, like, doing stuff. He's probably but not he, allowed to but tell you what he's doing. He's progress. He's indicting Trump. Not a lot. Not a lot going on. Not yeah. a lot changing. Wait. So is he an attorney? He's an attorney. Wow. Following in your mom's footsteps. He's an attorney at the DOJ, which means he makes less money than if he had worked at a law firm. But he's happy. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that's good. And then Nathan's. And then my other brother works in PR. In and you're, DC. You're, you're a finisher. Wow. I'm a comedian. You guys actor. kind of have really hit all the different. Yeah. PR gay. Fitness yeah. instructor slash acting gay. Gay attorney is kind of like a new thing. Kind of a curveball. That's a totally new category. Yeah. I know. I know. He's well, breaking barriers. really dark. Breaking waves. My mom had a gay friend who was a lawyer when she was younger and he died of a cocaine overdose. But like this was like, I was like 10 and this was like one of the first times. And I think that then she associated cocaine with gay people. But not, and like. And not attorneys. So homo- <laughs> now that I'm saying it like, sounds so homophobic, but it was just like, I think that like, and it is probably bad. I don't know. I need to cut all of this, but I think that like took her a minute. Mm. See, my brain went right to attorneys do cocaine. Yeah, or just like people. (laughs) I think that's what I'm finding. Yeah. It's just kind of people. It's one of those things I know I would like, so I'm trying not to do it. I looked up, I don't, I was looking up long-term effects of cocaine for no reason. And I just wanted, I was just curious and not for myself, but, um, it says that the effects of cocaine only last, this isn't the long-term side effects. This is like when you do coke, it lasts 15 to 20 minutes. Really? And when I saw that in writing, I was just like, what What the hell then? Like, why do people love it so much? It hardly lasts any time at all. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's probably why people are doing it like so, so consistently. Much. But yeah. then, you know, why not just not? Yeah. And then you don't have to do it. I did it twice freshman year of college at Elon with this girl that transferred to Tulane. And now she also sells houses. <laughs> I, no, the don't get me started on realty because I think it's part of like, you know, when things occur to you and you're just like, we live in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Think about how many realtors there are. Think about how many like realty offices you pass like day to day walking so down the street the other and day. how many houses are for sale. And it's like, this just can't all be real. Yeah. It can't all be real. Because I don't know a single person that's ever bought one. And they're all, yeah, and they're always building more stuff. And it's like, who is living in these? Who, yeah. who, who is selling this? Who's buying this? Uh, Who's the uh, realtor represent? Like, I just don't understand it. It's an industry I just will never comprehend. No. And that's okay. No, I remember in like eighth, I don't know, at some time in school, one of my history teachers showed us this video that was like about these ghost cities that were being built in China yeah, that were like yeah. full cities the size of like, I don't know, like Houston maybe. And it was like no nobody. It. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. Nobody. But they don't even finish the construction in those usually. Yeah, but it's it was like, like full. Like it looked finished from the outside. I'm sure the insides were like not Why done. Why are doing this? I think to try to like get people to move to them, but they're like clearly no demand for I it. I feel like it might also be something with like tax breaks. Probably. Like, I don't know. I remember what I think there was a vice thing about it at one point. And I remember watching it, but I don't remember the takeaways. So <laughs> everyone should watch it and not listen to what Everything I just said. Everything should end with spark notes. It'd be like, when you leave, spark give me the TLDR yeah. version so I can tell my friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's for learning more than anything. It is for learning. We have talked about real estate before as real estate is, because we, we could date a whole variety of people while you're doing that right now, but like you have one. Lockdown. and But like, so one. But like, 
most careers I'm like yeah, I could get behind that I think real estate is one where it's like the nonsense of that I don't think I could get behind oh like you could oh yeah 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 we were like yeah. okay so people who like their work drama is just something we couldn't ever like indulge in or support no. in mm-hmm. a partner where you're, yeah real I estate. will say my brother's a realtor and <laughs> he has some good stories but sometimes it's beyond comprehension it is not beyond comprehension yeah the things that they experience that's true I guess if they were like a cool person who had like good stories but if they were like somebody and the co-workers who's... matter in that case as well yeah yeah but also real realty seems like way more of like it's like the swimming of like jobs because like you're really <laughs> just like up against yourself yeah. it's like you versus the clock because your co-workers you're not like like you're not all like you want the listing or whatever yeah. so I feel like it's more of an individual thing wait my ex is a realtor did I tell you that with the J, get them on the pod. No, Austin. With a K. Austin is a realtor, Austin and he has artist. like, yeah. He so he's an artist, but he's also a realtor. I think so. His parents don't like care what he does, you know. Yeah. Um, and he was always like making TikToks of him like going through these like million dollar homes with his oh new girlfriend. Oh my god, yeah. he's like a re- good realtor. Yeah, so I think he's trying choose. to get into the niche of like queer people looking for housing and making waves for trans guy realtors. I don't know. Oh, yeah. how cool. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. he Well, so we dated before either of us transitioned and have since transitioned. And now we have a very sweet friendship. That's which so is, nice. Yeah. I feel like I... Did you, do you have a joke about that or something? Um, it I, came up at some point where you said that and then I don't both know transitioned. If, I don't know if I do, but um, but yeah, it's like it's a really cool, like rare... I feel like it's hard sometimes to find like the right way to like still connect with exes, but it's such a rare situation where we like... And it was cool too because we we were dating when the pandemic started. So he actually came back to Savannah and like stayed with my parents forever. So like he got really close with my family oh, and stuff. So, so then fun. the breakup was like, oh, this sucks because like you got, became really close to my family. But now we've been able to like repurpose it, and which is really cool. Um, but yeah. But so if anybody is looking for a house, check out Austin's reality page. Okay. Well, go. now I need to see the vids. I know I'll find them later on my phone. And it's um, sometimes he gets shit in the comments, so we have to fight back absolutely fight back yeah um i think if you are selling million dollar homes you have to be good because i think they only give based on what i've seen on buying beverly hills that's what i was wondering i'm like is he yeah. that good at his job that he no I'll he must be making him. sales because yeah i hope so i hope he does you can lose the keys really fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I watched some of selling sunset selling sunset yeah but anyway what was another job that we said that we didn't think we could buy into the bullshit of i said i absolutely could buy into the bullshit of teaching I totally want to be with a teacher. Oh. Like if I don't know if you're on Hinge because you're not because you're not single. Okay, on Hinge, it's kind of like you're just scrolling and being like, "Will this person be nice to me?" Mm-hmm. And if they're a realtor, they will not be nice to you. Yeah. If they're a teacher, they're gonna be totally nice to you. Yeah. I think a male, a gay male realtor would have like an air about them. I mm. love doing that. I'm not trying to generalize, although I am doing it, but I'm not trying to. Yeah. I feel like there would be some sort of like quality about them where they might just like think they're better than you i don't know and yeah. this this is a call to action for <laughs> that category prove me wrong yeah yes this is a call to action if you're offended by that you're you're the problem yeah, yeah. if you're one of the people who's between the heights of five eight and six two and is coming up on my profile and lives within a one mile radius of me and you're a realtor then fix it fix it yeah fix, the, the, fix the, problem. the problem but it's i can the palpable difference between a, a gay man in realty and teaching you can feel it. oh it's it's totally it's yeah. like Hardly, you can't even consider them 
the same species. No, no. no. Like a teacher, it's like, guys, I want to watch you. And I want you to date. Yeah, I want you to date a teacher. Yeah, I want to. And no more of these crypto guys. It's my dad. Yeah, gays and crypto. I know, but that is fascinating though. Gays and crypto is that you met to me. That's a gay Republican. Like I'm sorry, but like, (laughs) don't fool yourself. Gay men have been scammed for too long. Mm -hmm. Don't do crypto. I think there's something so hot about power and like even the illusion of power. No. No. And every time crypto's on MSNBC, I get I'm you like, can be the powerful text one. That guy and say, Why are you watching MSNBC? White noise. Okay. <laughs> He's just it's on the TV. What's on his that wall. Kramer guy? Mad Money. Is um, that still a program? No. Who's okay. that? I don't know. He's like bald. He's, it's all. It's honestly hair. mostly women now. Mostly okay, women. that's cool. Yeah. Right. Nicole Wallace, Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow. Yeah, you do love a girl boss telling you the news on your mounted. Oh, I'm thinking of CNBC. I think. You're talking of a different yeah, thing. Yeah, so thinking of the one that has Squawk Box on it. You know oh, yeah, box? of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's always on at the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cause you're Because you're a gym guy. Because I go to the Squat Rack for one hour <laughs> and watch Squat Box and read that. And does God knows what. Um, okay, next question. What's a voice club that you are a part of? Well, I'm definitely, I'm sure people have done like comedy as a voice club that they're part of. So I, I that is one. But I think another boys club that I'm part of is like, um, male actor, male British actors. Yes, because Edward. my boyfriend is one, and he lives with a few, and they're all really nice. And I didn't have any straight male friends before I started dating him, and so it's been really interesting to like observe that sort of culture. Yeah. Wait, are they are they all like TV and film? Are they TV, film, and theater? TV, film, and theater. Okay. Yeah, they they all went to drama school, so they're like classically trained. Yeah, I feel like British actors often more so than in the U.S. are are very much theater as well yeah well they do like dr- that's they go to drama school mm-hmm. which i think is a difference like some people here will go to college and like study theater or acting or whatever mm-hmm. but for them it's like a whole other like discipline it's like you know yeah you go yeah. to school specifically for that and you don't learn any other skills yeah. yeah i was just talking to my therapist about this today when you find when you meet straight guys who are like real like good people like edward is you're like what the f-? so it can be done exactly it's really frustrating at times yeah because they're also like nice and like they ask questions about me and they like go out of their way to like make me feel included in things yeah but you know there are definitely some glaring differences with like how they approach life but i never am around them being like you know annoyed and they're also very all of them are very Mm self-aware so they are just like yeah good guys which i didn't really think was possible yeah you know they're British, so I guess they're I think just that- different. <laughs> that's part of it. More gentlemanly, I'm sure. Yeah, and like they are, you know, they have to do acting, which I think is very, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So they are also very forthcoming with like emotions and things yeah. like that. And used to thinking about other perspectives. Yeah. yeah. So it's been good to observe that. I've you know gotten a few jokes out of it, and <laughs> I, I and I consider them my for. very close friends. But I swear to you, Edward has asked me he's like are there any straight men that you are friends with? And I just, besides my brothers, I just don't have any straight male friends. I just don't. I just don't. Yeah. I don't want to do that. We have, well, my roommate, Sam. Okay. Is probably the closest straight man in my life. And all the other ones we've thought are straight. Turns out they're bisexual. Oh, how interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know a lot. We know John. That's it. We know at least three. Bye, guys. That we used to think we're straight but aren't anymore. We should cut that. I don't know. Maybe, but we're witnessing a lot of journeys happening right now. I think that's cool. Everyone's on their own journey. Everybody's on a journey, yeah. which I'm happy for. But it is. Uh, I feel like Maddie and I talk about this sometime. How like we feel like there's always going to be like an inherent um, 
wall with straight men. Like there's just some, you know, just perspective that they can't have for, you know, having, a, I don't know, the way that we all see the world is just going to be inherently different. But sometimes you do meet a straight guy who's like super empathetic and you're like, you can get there with me. Even if you don't start there, you can get there. Right. And it's like, why, why is there such a wall with so many men? I don't know. And I feel like it's not even that I have uh, like no straight men like policy. It's just if there was a straight guy that I knew that I really wanted to hang out with, like I would do that. But I just don't, I don't have that. Yeah. Except for Edward's friends. Yeah. And so it's nice to, you know, go there and see how the other half lives. <laughs> and, then, and it's nice. I mean, I've made a lot of gay friends over there too, but it's just, yeah, Edward has sort of observed the way that I make friends. And I think it's very interesting to him because I'm like, I'm always like, I'll ask people to lunch or get coffee or dinner or whatever, like go see a movie. And I'm just proactive when it comes to making friends. But I will say it's just like, I don't know. There's something about like hanging out with a straight guy or I'm just usually like, I'd just rather be by myself. Yeah. Because then I'm not going to, like, <laughs> people, like, I'm not, like, having to explain things to people. Right, right. Because I'm just by It's myself. a lot of teaching. Yeah, which I think is good to, like, invite people in, you know, and, like, te- and teach them, but sometimes I'm just tired. It's also kind of your job with, uh, with the fuckboy treatment program. Totally, so. and that's, you know, that Separate takes work a and lot play out of me. Yeah. Wait, so does he think it's interesting that you ask people out on, like, friend dates? Yeah, because I just, like... Yeah, I think a lot of people just don't do that, I guess. Why? Well, I, I, well, I feel like that's kind of a New York thing. I think so, too. And and that's actually interesting you say that because in New York, obviously, you can get anywhere in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But then if you're like in South London and you make plans with someone in Hackney or whatever, London reference, <laughs> it's like an hour or something. Oh, know? yeah. So it's, it's just not that easy. But people meet in Central, which is like cute and fun. But I think it's like, yeah, it was just like kind of foreign concept yeah i was in london for a couple days over the summer for family vacation and it i was obsessed with the tube it's the best so nice so consistently and they've got walls up so nobody dies and it's clean some stations do some stations the newer ones ones do which is great but at least they're fucking trying it's like and then new york they're just like we're just kind of gonna phone it in with the mta until this all sinks i guess hey good luck but like the way that we just walk along the tracks Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every so, day. It's so crazy. Like, like, I slip almost all the time. Like, I'm just like a weird walker. Like, I, I stand weird. behind the green posts because if someone tried to push me, that's mm-hmm. what I think about all the time is if someone was trying to push me, I'm like, well, you can't push me if I'm up against the thing. Yeah. So I just stand against those. Like, oh, on, not on the track side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like in, I'm like, I'm in a nook. In, yeah. And I'm protected. I mean, just last night I was in like the West Forth station and some guy came in just having a fit about something and I was like, well, no, you know, this could get dangerous real quick. Oh, this morning I was on the subway and this guy um, stood between the two cars like in that little area that Mm -hmm. you're literally not supposed to stand in when it's moving and just smoked a cigarette. Oh, yeah. I'm always... As it's moving. Yeah. I'm amazed at people's... going was almost considerate. Literally. (laughs) But no, it was really like scary. Like we were all just like... Uh, okay that's what's happening he's yeah. just smoking cigarettes fine yeah. i watched a guy use the restroom out there just the other day and i was like like squat down and i was like you are squat? not balanced yeah he was like that you squatted over and i was like one jostle of this train and you are oh, yeah. that's... oh my god i watch kids i have you ever seen people subway surf like on the top no i think i would have a heart attack i saw that the other day and i was like and it was like they looked young and i was like wait so it's like not on the inside it's It's when it's like like a j train like above ground train and they were up on top of it Mm -mm. like standing on it as it was me i'll get my jollies elsewhere thank you (laughs) thank you very much very hey arnold yeah that's the vibe of hey arnold Arnold, like i want to rewatch hey arnold and like learn what they were trying to teach us 
Yeah. I, I feel know. like there were some life lessons in Hey Arnold. No, I know what the lesson was. What? Do you remember when he's supposed to fight someone? I'm going to use the word crazy, and if that upsets some of you, I'm sorry. Trigger warning. I'm going to say crazy. <laughs> he's supposed to fight someone, and he's like really stressed about it. And then he's like, you know what? You wouldn't fight a crazy person. And then he plays a song, and he does like a crazy dance. And then the person he's supposed to fight is like, I wouldn't fight a crazy oh, person. Oh, yeah. I know home. what you're talking about. So like when in doubt. Just go like, be like yeah. a little unhinged. Okay. Just throw them off. Yeah. Maddie and I were talking about this the other day. We were talking about. You are obsessed with Maddie. I love it's her like, so give much. It a freaking rest. She will be brought up on this pod nonstop because I have to bring her up every day. But um, we were talking about how, like, when you're like when you grow up as a, a woman and you're conditioned to like think about safety all the time. You know, it starts out with like, put your keys between your knuckles and like X, Y, and Z. And then at some point, they're like, hey, if it gets really bad. Just act psychotic. Yeah. And it's like, that's how much we've just kind of phoned it in with like, well, it's a scary world. Be crazy. That's how yeah. you like fend off a bear. Yeah. And so now we've reached <laughs> that level with like, if you feel unsafe, just like wave your hands and start screaming. Yeah. Like, okay. I guess that's good to know. And I was always like, you know, I don't really know if I have it in me to get as crazy as would be necessary. Like to like really ham it up like you'd need to. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think I'd just get taken. You'd have to yeah. commit. Yeah. And I don't, and I always knew I was like, you know, I don't think I've got it in me to really commit in the way that they're describing but now and but now you don't have to worry about that anymore now i'm just safe as can be honestly it's one of the i have survivor's guilt about it to be honest but i walk around at night now and i'm like damn nobody wants no you got out you should just be happy you survived the crash that's like sick i know it is but i feel i feel guilt about it i have a joke now about trying to make so i have a joke about like sometimes i'll be on the street at night and there's a woman on the street and i want to make her feel safe and sometimes when i say that as the setup to the joke somebody laughs and i'm like i could be perceived as a threat okay yeah. from a distance but that's a good um response yeah if they do if that. they do laugh yeah, yeah. That and is then kinda... people will laugh even more presumably <laughs> they do i think it's a great bit thank you it has legs thanks um well I had, so I had another question about london but now i'm blanking on it did you watch skins that's about london i watched skins yes on like because it was on netflix like early days of netflix yeah. and i remember watching it with like nicholas holt and daniel kaluuya and dev patel wait they were all on skins yeah and then I can't remember Effie's name, the actress, but like she was like so stunning. Okay, not to brag, but I was an alcoholic in high school, like really a drunkard. <laughs> and like, please brag away. Sober now, and but at oh, the fully time, sober. Yeah, well, not for mushrooms. Except for mushrooms. Except for mushrooms. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, when I was in high school, I would just like watch YouTube compilation videos of Effie, and she'd be like, "No one understands me." Yeah, <laughs> she was such a tortured teen. Her and Cassie were like the same. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. It's good quality television. Was Skins like I'm and maybe you know this from your from your time in the UK, was it is it what is it, does it have like a comparison in the US cuz it's so many stars came out of that. Uh, you know, I think in there's a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think Degrassi's on that spectrum, mm. I think Skins is on that spectrum, and then I think ultimately Euphoria is sort of like hitting that sure. top of the like not top cuz the spectrum's left to right or whatever, but like it, it it's like Euphoria took Skins and like turned it up like right. way way higher right but i don't know that there was an equivalent in, the, in america before that yeah. yeah euphoria is gonna have to come back swinging because the hbo programming on sunday nights has been awesome with the last of us the last of I've us seen one episode. house of dragon succession's coming back in march yeah. so they're gonna have to really bring and in the idol game. the idol will also be oh. which is sam levinson's new project oh is that the one that rachel sent mm-hmm. cool yeah. and the, the weekend, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lily rose depp i don't know rachel but i saw her in shiva baby and was like she's gonna be a damn star yeah and look at and her now. look at her now yeah look at her now. um okay that's cool Do they always have one show like this is the one show 
the, the Sunday night. Yeah. HBO. Like, it's one or two usually. Yeah. Okay. I need to be better at the monoculture. I have ADHD <laughs> and succession was really hard for me. And I'm not bragging. It's not for everyone. Also, succession is is like that's a boys' club. And I'm I'm deep in it. Do you watch succession? Of course. (sighs) But succession, succession, and Entourage are sort of the same show. And then Silicon Valley is like sort of also the same show. Mm. But I can't get into that. That's a hot take. Yeah. I've not seen the other two, so I can't. Okay. Well, Entourage is a perfect show. And so, if you've never seen Entourage, you need to watch it. So Entourage was my ex boyfriend's favorite show. And he tried to get me to watch it, and secretly, always, I hated him, so I hated everything he liked. Okay, <laughs> I get that. I get that, and we need, but you need to. <laughs> but write I want to come back to it write now. A new narrative, structurally, and like when you really look at the show, it, it's actually a commentary on the culture. It's not like I mean, I think a lot of people took it as like a celebration of like you know misogyny or whatever, but it's actually a commentary. Yeah. And even though, so I think it's the same because like nothing really happens, and if you think about Succession, like. It's sort of like the same storyline since the first episode. Totally. Which is like, who's going to take over the company? And I think it's like, I mean, they've literally done three seasons of amazing television with yeah. just that. Yeah. And it's just wild. Kind of, yeah. They keep like changing it, but it is the same. We're just circling the drain, essentially. And Entourage is like, will will Vince do the movie or not? Yeah. And it's a, it's a different movie, but it's the same, same premise. Oh, I love that. And there's a lot more like sex. Do the, um, do people in, in, England like succession. Yeah, so there's Now TV over there, which has like it's <laughs> oh, called Now TV. Now TV. Yeah. <laughs> they just got television. There's Now TV over there. They have <laughs> Wi-Fi as well. <laughs> they so they get access to HBO shows, but it's not always all of them. It's not always the same time we get access to it. But I think Succession is in, in real time because Jesse Armstrong is British, the creator. Sarah Snook is British. Matthew McFadden is British. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's uh, Brian Cox it, is British. Yeah, so they're, like, they're they're in there. They're yeah. hiding. They're hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Oh my God, Matthew McFadden's so good. He's amazing. I think he does an amazing job. I could talk about Succession all day. I think it's modern Shakespeare. Oh, hundred percent. It's so 100%. good. It's so good. We, we ride. Um, should we ask our last question? And our final question for you is: What is a boys' club that you wish to see in the world? I would like to see a boys' club of just like being nice and listening to each other's feelings. Hell yeah. That's something I think would be really helpful and beneficial to culture and society. I think your 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 boys in, in London are maybe on their way. They're, you know, be the change. It's like grassroots, but there's still <laughs> a lot of work to be done. And I think I I don't I don't like to like, you know, blanket sort of say like all straight guys are bad because I don't believe that. And I do think there's a lot that we've like put on them as a culture and it is ultimately like the patriarchy's mm-hmm. fault, which is their doing, but I just think like so many men paid the price for like generations before us. Totally. And even like the idea of like not feeling like you can do clean eating because it's like gay or whatever, mm-hmm. like not wearing makeup because it's for women. It's like that's sad. And it I is. think if we could just be like more open, that would yeah. be great. Yeah. So I guess it's more, it's not as, it's a little more abstract. It wouldn't be a physical club necessarily, but also. Maybe it could be. Maybe that's what the YMCA was trying to do. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it would help. It can't get worse. Well, I mean, it could get worse, but I think it would help. Yeah, I I feel the same. I feel like um, I think about this a lot. Obviously, since I transitioned, I, I have a lot more empathy for men than I ever thought I would, and I have a lot more empathy for like my dad and my brother because it, before I would be like, you know, whenever someone brought up like men have problems, you're like, shut the fuck up, but. It ultimately is sad when you think about when you really think about the fact that they have to market the food service to be masculine or market makeup to be war paint. It's like 
it's so sad that men can't even have a little bit of wiggle room in how they present themselves to the mm-hmm. world. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough for everyone. And I'm, you know, it's toughest for like the victims of, of that mm-hmm. um, and how that manifests. But I think we have to start with um, start with the root cause. Yeah. Which is just society. I'm just saying I would like to change society <laughs> on a molecular level. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast, like join it, me. It's what we do here at this podcast. It's what we do. Yeah. But so much right now is so like, like online discourse and everything. It's so like everybody tries to be black and white and like know, have the answers so to everything. It makes me anxious to see like Gen Z TikTok people, and maybe it's a product of them being children. Um, it totally God. could be, but it could be they're actually eleven. Because and... I think about when I was in high school and I was like, you know, first learning of social injustices and like, and my answers to it were very black and white. And so I, maybe it's more of a product of that than it is like their the time that they're coming up in, and we're just like they have a platform like anybody else does but it does make me anxious when i see people online being so black and white about everything and especially yeah. when it's young people because it's like that is not how the world works and that's not gonna actually help anything well i think if they ban tiktok as much as i know it's like a platform for people's livelihoods and stuff i i just do think it will it will help because when you post something that's very like black and white or like staunch on tiktok you will get a lot of people disagreeing but you'll get a lot of people agreeing and then i just think it's like those kids just need time to like grow up. Like if I had TikTok when I was a kid, I would have I was Republican. Like I would have been <laughs> so embarrassing and I might have been so set in my ways cuz it'd be be so reinforced yeah. that I might have never changed. Yeah, it that is uh, scary too. I mean, I grew up in Savannah. Like I definitely didn't really feel like I even started to have good thoughts on anything until I was like late in college. Yeah. And I Certainly wouldn't want a track record of that out mm-hmm. on the internet. And mm-hmm. I also wouldn't want to have to be like in a rabbit hole of whatever I would have found myself in. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, what There's about you over there? There's this weird YouTube video <laughs> from college where I'm like wearing Doc Martens and I'm like 19 and like not sober yet. But like I was, I say that I'm like, I say some like weird shit about Princess Diana. 19 years old. I was 19. And it's like, that's psychotic. Yeah. Have you seen this video? I haven't, but I, I my favorite YouTube video evidence of you is the swap.com videos. Yeah, where What's, it's like, is that a commercial? Or get something? a haircut. So I had so many like marketing jobs, and one marketing <laughs> job was where I worked at this like, it went bankrupt, but <laughs> sort of. But like it, uh, well, I lost my job. Your job least. history is a history of startups going under. <laughs> you know, and hey, they do that sometimes. They, they do. do. They do. And especially if you're marketing, you are absolutely the first person to get cut, and maybe that's a good thing. But they we like resold people's clothes on the internet, but it was like not to be like no offense, it was like old navy, which is fine. It's just like people generally just want to buy those first. Yeah, and totally. So they're like, what's the market for it? But we would do these videos where I'd be like, I'm, I was in an Argyle sweater. I'd be like, I'm Connor. And like, this is a dress that you can wear to, from here to here. If you throw a blazer on, it's great for night. And it's like, yeah, tell women how to dress. Tell women how to wear clothes. Tell, you tell women. I bet they ate it up though. You were really giving in those videos. Yeah, I was until the day that we got all laid off on Good Friday, my boss. Good Friday? Good Friday. Metaphor. So the anniversary is coming up. <laughs> yeah. Metaphor. She walks into the room and she has sunglasses on and she just yells, stop working. And I have a Tootsie Pop in my mouth at the time. Did I tell you this? Yes. And I was like, do I bite it? Do I throw it away? Like, what am I supposed to do this? There's a fucking Tootsie Pop in my mouth. It's going to make noise no matter what. I can't suck it. Like, uh, no. You have to just sort of slowly take it out of your wow. mouth. Wow. And just that little pop sugar. of saliva as you take it out. How old were you when you came out? Okay. Well, I was blackout drunk. So I, that was like my thing Seven. where I would like get drunk and then tell people that I was gay. And I've I, definitely, I had a friend like that in college. Too. Yeah. Where, yeah. where are they now? 
just like gay. living as a gay man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. That's what I you mean, for. I mean, I realized I was trans when I, the first and only time I did ketamine, so. I know. It'll do that to you. How that, old were you? 22, 3? Mm-hmm. 23, 23. This was and like, then you were like, okay, this is it. Well, so it was ruminating and I was thinking about it and I was on my on the classic pathway of being like, I think I'm non-binary. And then um, I my friend at the time gave me a little bit of ketamine and then I was like, woo, and then I was like, I'm a trans man. And then I just cried and I was like, you know when that feeling, you probably both felt this too, where you're like, nope, it really is this. That's really what's going on, yeah. and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to deal with that and face that. That's and kind of, that's got to be pretty wild on ketamine. Yeah, well, I just cried and then fell asleep, so it was. Um, when you woke up, was it like, did that really happen? What was your um, like? say it again? What was your feeling the next day? Yeah, I think I mean it was definitely like fuck. I gotta I have to deal with this now and like come to terms with this, but you know worked out. Now I can walk on the streets at night, so that's cool. Yeah, man. There are worse things out there's there. Pre- there's pros and cons. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I feel grateful for it. I think it's, uh, I feel blessed to be able to see the world through different lenses. I think that's such a, a gift. I know. I really want to do ketamine in a doctor's office. I, everyone's going to get it with Instagram ads now about this. Um, <laughs> I want to get, because they do like, where you go, really, have you heard about this? No. Well, I know like guided, guided like that's drug, what want, really drug what is it? Ketamine, like administration. Yeah. Ketamine infusions. I want to go. They do that with psychedelics too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sit in a little doctor's office and they just like put it in for you. Ketamine is one where I'm like, the idea of being in a K-hole is so scary to me. Yeah. So just don't, don't do a lot. That's the thing. You just don't do that much. I've only, I've only done it once. But I, don't, I don't even know what a K-hole is. Or one and a half times. It's where you just take, <laughs> you take a lot of ketamine and then you like see everything. From what I understand, you're like looking through like a tunnel. Okay. And you can't like walk or speak. Oh, yikes. Okay. I'm not doing that. That's so scary. Then don't do it. Yeah. Uh, but to but- some people, mushrooms are even as scary as that because you can like, you know, hallucinate and take too much or whatever. It's- yeah. I'm really cautious about mushrooms. I love mushrooms, but I'm very cautious. Like I don't want to trip. I don't want to see God. I just want to feel like a little bit like calmer. Like, yeah. I did not like Taylor Swift Midnight's, and then one time I listened to a whole album on mushrooms, and I am obsessed with it. Because there's something about mushrooms where it's just like, this it just hits. opens Drugs it up for you. It really yeah. do just alter your brain. It's, yeah. it's crazy when they can change, like, when you're, like, sober, and it's, like, it's still switched, whatever it was that happened on the drug. Like, yes. this, I'm imagining, you know what I mean? um, right-wing news sites getting a hold of your story, and like, <laughs> horse tranquilizer is turning our children trans, <laughs> and that becoming, like, a huge talking point, and so I, I just love that. <laughs> I love that so much. It's gonna be, yeah, they're gonna be, like, outlawing ketamine for, um... For that reason because alone. I think I did, t- like... I was like, I was thinking about this. I was like, literally maybe a week after I came to New York, moved here two years ago now, like a week later, I was like, I'm non-binary. And then a couple months later, I did ketamine at a party and I was like, I'm actually trans. And it's like, this is exactly what they're warning people about. This is what they, te- this is what they tell people yeah, in the South. Being it's like, like when your kid moves to the big city. Yeah, that's blah, 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 blah. when it's going to happen. It's Turns like, out they can just like be who they are. <laughs> it's so like, crazy. they're homophobic, but they're not wrong. You know, that is yeah. what happens. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is, there's something to that. Yeah. There's something to that. But I think that's such a great selling point of like, yeah, if you send your kids to New York City, they'll just like be happy. Yeah. They'll just like find themselves and be happy. Kind of crazy thought. Thank but. God. But wait, I cut off your story. You were out. You, you were about being blackout and coming out. Oh, I used to get really blackout. And I would call people like in the woods. Oh, you would call people. I would like call people. And be like, I'm gay, and they'd be like, that checks out. And but then, <laughs> but I was so drunk one time the college drove me home, which oh. happened happened a lot to me, and that's privilege. Happened mm-hmm. like yeah, of course. A couple mm-hmm. of times it was like they actually. I remember this cop like went to my high school, 
Anyway, and then what do you mean? Tr- in what sense? Like he had colors. <laughs> he like graduated from my high school. Okay. Okay. He, he didn't didn't, like, just like go up. there one day in, in uniform and pick you up. That would be really problematic. Um, but he they he drove me home, and then my parents were like, "Why are you drunk all the time?" And I was like, "I'm." Bye, I think, or something like that. <laughs> it's where Sorry. we all start. And so you're a liar. It's kind of where we all start and where we all end, I think. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, but yeah, there's something about it's being a like... Great circle of life. Exactly. Like, keeping your options open. Mm-hmm. And, which is funny because I do feel like I might be headed back there. But, and then, I don't know. Who cares? And then, so I thought that would get me out of being in trouble, and it actually didn't. You Kevin Spacey'd it? I, yeah. You uh, totally Kevin Spacey'd <laughs> it? No. I know. I was you like actually, this. you originated the image of that? That's I know. so like, funny. If you're going to get in trouble, just shout that you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you might get off with a warning. Because then people are like, that is Because like, what do we do now? Yeah. Being gay is quite a hard time, and we understand. But yeah. yeah. They were just, like, mad about it. But then I went to college, and I kind of just, like, was gay there. And then, I don't know, when you're in comedy, obviously, you just, like, talk about yourself obsessively every little part of you and then you just become gay 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 so i feel like it's just been getting gayer and gayer and gayer. yeah it does really make you dig into it a little bit yeah Yeah. did did drugs play any role in your self-discovery if you're willing to share i mean i uh i guess like alcohol in some ways because i did a lot of like making out with like people like girls growing up and i was like whatever it's like just fun it's just fun to do and then I I didn't want to come to I didn't want to come to that like end of like oh I'm bi you know mm-hmm, what I mean mm-hmm. I resisted it for a long time I actually did a podcast at one point talking about these you know this like sort of ongoing thing with a friend of mine and then the host was like a bisexual woman and she was like well you're obviously bisexual and I was like no I'm, <laughs> I'm actually straight and it's actually really weird that you would say that <laughs> and then uh, when I was twenty I met twenty I met someone who I just was like I want to date that person and then I did that and then we stopped dating because that's not my current partner yeah but she is lovely and was a huge part of my my queer journey and it's someone I met through Benny actually oh cool so yeah huge impact the people you meet in comedy can actually have a huge impact on your life (laughs) that's beautiful I believe that yeah um Awesome. Should we, uh, would you like to plug your socials yeah. before we wrap up if you want? Uh, you can follow me on social media at Mary Beth Barone. I don't tweet anymore and I haven't posted TikTok in months, but I am on Instagram. So yeah. you can follow me on all three because you never know when I'm going to pop back up. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I keep my current location sort of always posted. So you can come <laughs> find me in person too. But yeah, I hope, were my like, were my, did my boys' clubs make sense? I feel like it's yeah. kind of. Whatever you want it to be. It really is. Okay, good. Whatever and you want to talk about that given day. Yeah. I love that. And we try not to be uh, too strict about it because that would be a boys club. That would be totally like a boys club thing yeah. to do. Yeah. And as a woman being on the pod, thanks for welcoming me. Of even course. Even though, you know, we're different. <laughs> um, and Mary Beth has a bunch of shows coming up in New York. So if you're in the city, definitely check them out. Um, all right. We'll get out of here on a smooch on three. One, two, three. Hey, boys. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda. That's C O N O R, Panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N I C O Carney, C A R N E Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.